0: line
1: podcast.
0: Hey, what's going on? This is the bottom line podcast presented by anchor.fm. Your home for sports and entertainment talk. I'm Jimmy Fadizzi alongside Neil Villapiano. We hope you're doing well. As always, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to take a listen we really do appreciate it you know the deal questions opinions twitter and instagram at bottom line, wmcx twitter at the nvp show instagram at nvpqb11 hashtag Bottomline. voice message on anchor the app or at anchor.fm and if you like what you see on youtube please drop a like and a comment down below it helps out tremendously and please subscribe and hit the bell so you don't miss an episode of subscribe and subscribe on all audio listening platforms just include jimmy when searching for this podcast Trying to make this intro as short as I can, I promise. But Neil, it's a new week. How's everything going with you and the family?
1: Uh, you know, everything is uh, everything is pretty much the same uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, you know, it's just a another week in the pandemic, as they say. And uh, you know, it's 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 been good. Just trying to make the best of every day that you got, and just trying to you know not allow circumstances outside of your own home to allow you to uh, you know, to dictate how your mood is and just trying to uh, make every day as good as it can possibly be. What about you?
0: Yeah, I I a hundred percent feel that I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there doing the best <laughs> I can. Unfortunately still dealing with a bit of construction back in my home studios here. So still uh, dealing with that every day for about the next couple of more weeks or so. Thank God it's almost done, but it'll be worth it. Once it's done, maybe I'll, maybe I'll post a little, Behind the scenes on on social media, so everybody can see what's going on there. But I digress there. But um, but no, oh, yeah, I'm I'm hanging in. Family's doing well. Uh, thank you for asking. But uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling a bit hyped up because baseball's back. Spring training is underway. Uh, today we are going to give our season preview for both the Yankees, which Neil and I are Yankee fans, and also the New York Mets. So we are pretty hyped up that baseball is back. Opening day is about a month away, I believe. But I actually want to start with the New York Mets first. I'm feeling generous if you're a Met fan out there. I'm being generous to your team for once in my life. (laughs) I know. In all all seriousness, look, what do I expect from the Mets this year? Well, I'm just going to cut right to the chase. They had a pretty big offseason when it came to significant names. They got James McCann, who was a pretty decent catcher in my opinion he's st- he still can be very 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 valuable it would have been nice if they would they would have get um uh jt real muto but he locked up a, what was it a five year? I mean, there was
1: no there was no way the mets were going to get real muto he he didn't mm-hmm. want to leave he didn't want to leave philadelphia mm-hmm. and the phillies right. knew that they were the only team involved i mean there was <clears throat> there was no way that real muto was going anywhere so that i mean yeah yeah wh- you know, what, 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 did McKen- what did he say what did he
0: say what did he sound like he, a five-year extension with like a hundred something million dollars Wasn't much of an
1: extension it was more of just a new contract. Cause he was a free agent. So I, I think okay. it was like four or five years at a hundred and 120 million dollars, which makes him now the highest paid catcher in baseball, which I mean, he's earned it. He is the he, best. He, he, he kind of
0: deserves it.
1: Um, and yeah, with, you know, with James McCann, you know, the thing that I like about James McCann is that like a year, like a year and a half at, well, two years ago, basically two seat, two baseball seasons ago, James McCann was an all-star with Chicago. Now, obviously, you kind of wonder if it was like a one-year type of thing. Is he really that type of, you know, can he be that consistent? Well, I think when you look at the fact that the Mets had a guy like Wilson Ramos last year, uh, I think this is definitely an upgrade. Uh, I think that they got somebody that is durable, somebody that can hit pretty decently, and, you know, can be just a really, really solid guy behind the plate. So... Oh, yeah. And that was that was a move that I think was to be expected. I mean, once the, oh, yeah. once we got into the beginning of the offseason two, three months ago, right away, the Mets showed that they were very interested in James McCann. And I think they made it very clear from the start that they were going to do everything they could to to sign him. And that's what they did. And I think a four year deal uh, is a good one. It's not that much money. It's a it's a pretty it's a pretty good amount, but I think James McCann uh, has earned that. And I think that hopefully the Mets' whole situation with injury woes, with guys getting hurt left and right, right away, hopefully that's kind of gone away. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I think it was a very solid um, – it was certainly an upgrade. It was certainly an yeah. upgrade <laughs> in their catching position. They needed that.
0: Yeah. Um, it was, that's it was, what they
1: got in James McCann.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it was definitely an upgrade 100%. Well, look, Wilson Ramos look, I'm not I'm not saying he was a terrible catcher. He's not a he terrible was bad. catcher. He was bad. But to he, put it, Jimmy but,
1: won't say it, I'll say it. He was bad. He wasn't he was, very He bad.
0: was bad with the Mets. Yes. He was yeah, bad with the Mets. Was. We'll say that. Yes. He was. Is he is he the worst catcher I've ever seen? No. But it's Oh still no, the, that's it's, Gary
1: Sanchez. No, that's Gary Sanchez.
0: Hmm. We'll, we'll get into it when we talk about the Yankees. But yeah, anyway. yeah,
1: no, yeah. Let, let's, let's continue to defend a dude who averages well, 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 one twenty-five from the plate. I'm not gonna yeah.
0: get him. I'm not gonna get him with a whole argument here. I'll give a little I'll give a little tidbit. Oh no, that's for later. That's for later. Well when we get into the Yankees, we'll get yeah. into it. But anyway, back to the Mets. So James McCann, yes, definitely upgrade. There's one guy I'm keeping my eye on when it comes to injury with the Mets, but I'll get into that in just a few short moments. But they also signed another pitcher in Carlos Carrasco, who is Decent sign. It's a decent um,
1: signing. I, they I, did I not. Think they so. did not
0: sign him. They did oh, not they did. sign him.
1: They acquired him in the trade for Francisco Lindor.
0: Yes. Yes. That's right. That's right. Exact. They got him. Yes. And they also got Lindor, who, by the way, is a legitimate shortstop. So, when was yep. the last time you can look at the Mets and say they had a legitimate shortstop? Not in my lifetime. Well, I, I, can't probably, think of any, I can't think of well, any player in my lifetime well, where well, I've said that's a legitimate shortstop. For the well, New York there Mets. was Francisco you know, Lindor is the first for me.
1: Well, I would say. Well, first of all, you have you have seen one, and that was Prime Jose Reyes back in the mid two thousands. Okay, he okay. was he was like in his prime. He was one of the best shortstops in baseball. Great right. leadoff hitter. Um, right. Maybe not the second time around, but certainly. When he when he was in his prime and he between the like oh, four to like, I would say, oh, eight, oh, nine, you know, time frame. He was he was a legitimate shortstop.
0: No, no, no. I mean, you're not wrong there. I mean, other than Jose Reyes, I can't think of anybody else in my lifetime where I've said that is a legitimate shortstop for the Mets. But Francisco Lindor definitely, definitely is going to star in New York. I have a feeling he's going to have a breakout year. For the Mets, but we'll definitely see. But look, when I look at the Mets, this is a team where I, where we have stated on the record last year that they have guys that can actually hit for average, unlike the Yankees, which just rely on the home run. But again, we'll get more into the Yankees in a little bit. I still think that way with the Mets. I still think they have guys that can hit for average. Look, they still have guys like Pete Alonzo. They have uh Albert. I'm sorry, not Albert Almore, uh Michael, Michael Conforto. Uh, They have Jose Martinez, uh, Dominic, Dominic Smith, who I think had probably one of his best seasons last year. He really, uh, I I think he really came to him his own with the Mets. Look, he still has, he still has some improving to do. He does. But last year, I think he showed what he's truly capable of. So I'm keeping my eye on Mm -hmm. him this season. Uh, JD Davis, decent. Jeff McNeil, I think can be still a very serviceable player. Yep. The Mets. But here's the one guy I'm keeping my eye on when it comes to injuries, like you brought up a four deal, Noah Syndergaard. This guy yeah. did not pitch at all last year because of Tommy John surgery. He's coming off of, of 11 months of rehab from Tommy John surgery. From what I've been hearing, he apparently looks fantastic. Look, I'm not saying you rush the guy back, give him all the time he needs. But when he does come back, look, I don't know what he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to be the same Noah Syndergaard that we're used to seeing. But if he looks as fantastic as what I've been hearing, if he can show it on the mound, then I think the Mets really still have a legitimate threat when it comes to starting pitchers. Because obviously you still have Jacob DeGrom, who's probably one of the best pitchers in baseball right now. But look, bottom line with the New York Mets for me is that if they can stay consistently healthy, especially with their pitching, I I think we're talking about a team that has a legitimate chance to win the NL East. I really do.
1: I think you have a team that can legitimately compete for an NL pennant. I think when you look at this team on paper, okay. Okay. <clears throat> first of all, let's talk about, you know, let's go back to the acquisitions. Yeah. Like I said, James McCann, solid. Um, clearly Steve Cohen wanted to make a splash, um, whether it was going to be one or two or three, he wanted to make a statement, you know, this being his first year, you know, has the, you know, as the owner of the Mets. Right. Things kind of, things kind of got rocky because they hired Jared Porter as their general manager. And then as we know, the stories came out about Porter and and the the disturbingness of it all. And the Mets had to fire him before he even got a chance. Um, Even though he did, He was the GM when the Mets did acquire Lindor. So, I mean, at least he did that. But uh, I think the best thing the Mets did was to bring back Sandy Alderson. Uh, I know that obviously he had to get away from the game because he was dealing with his own health issues. Um, But clearly, the Mets are going to be looking for somebody long term. Uh, I don't, I think they ended up hiring their assistant general manager now as their manager, as their general manager. Um, Yes. But we'll see. I still think that Theo Epstein is going to end up being with the the Mets organization within the next year or two. I think that he wants to have that opportunity to, uh, it's kind of like like the Mets, it's kind of like the Jets. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense because they're very, very similar. And usually their fans are the same where it's like, that's kind of like an ultimate test, like kind of thing. Like if you can come to New York and be the head of one of these fledgling, you know, franchises or one of these one of these lower franchises in New York and make them a, a contender and make them a champion, you get massive, massive street cred. Oh, so yeah. I think that Somebody, and I still think it's going to be Theo Epstein, but I think somebody's going to come here and really, really make a difference. And I think it really starts with the owner of the Mets, Steve Cohen. Like he,
0: I, I, he I, I made, think Theo Epstein's probably the best option for them at this point, isn't
1: it? I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the best option because again, you know, things could change after the season, you know, true, hirings true. and firings and all that stuff. So, like, like, let's see what happens. I think if Dave Dombrowski was still available before he got hired by the Phillies. If he was still there like a year from now, I think that the Mets would probably do it. The only problem with Dave Dombrowski is that he is not a type of general manager that is big on like staying the course. If you're a rebuilding team, he kind of like wants to win now. That's been his MO since he's been in the league. I mean, he was winning out with the the Marlins and then gutted the team. Right. He was a win now with the Red Sox, gutted the team. Most likely with the Phillies, they're gonna to try to win now. And if it does, whether it works or it doesn't, eventually they're gonna get the team. That's just that's just how it goes with Dave Dombrowski. But I mean, Theo Epstein right now is going to be working with Major League Baseball, and we'll see how things develop you know, as we move forward. But again, Steve Cohen is the big thing here. He, you know, his his press conference, he put out a statement right away. He said, you know, if we're not a World Series contender within the next four or five years, I'm gonna be really disappointed. Mm. That shows you that. A, he's willing to spend money. B, he wants to win. He doesn't want the Mets to be in the middle of the pack when it comes to their entire payroll. The Mets are like top five right now in the payroll, $210 million. Yep. $210 million. When was the last time the Mets had a payroll that huge? In a long time. In a very, very, very long time. You're right. I I, I can't recall them ever
0: being in the top 10 in payroll.
1: And then you go to the situation with the the with the manager. You still have Luis Rojas, who I think is still a very good manager. I think he's earned the opportunity to be in this situation. Last year was very difficult for him because of everything, COVID, you know, the, the craziness with ownership and, and management. Right. Now he's under like, it's almost like a fresh start for him. And obviously he has a better team, a healthier team going into 2021. So I think this is going to be that first year where he can really, really show. And I think hes he is their best option right now. I'm not saying that there are better options out there, but I think Rojas deserves this opportunity to do what he needs to do. 100%. And then you look at the players, like you mentioned, Pete Alonzo, who it really sucks that the National League did not decide to keep the designated hitter long-term because Pete Alonzo is not a good fielding first baseman. He's no. very, very bad. Like, he really has struggled a lot. Dominic Smith is a better fielding first baseman. Oh, yeah. If they were able to keep the designated hitter in the National League, this would be a lot easier of a process because then what you do is you make Dom Smith the first baseman and you put Pete Alonso at the designated hitter because we know the big sexy thing about Pete Alonso, he hits home runs. He's not not the greatest hitter, okay? He's not the greatest hitter, but he does hit home runs and he puts up runs. So – you know, again, it would be nice, but the Mets obviously are going to have to deal with still being still being in the National League, and then you have you know Michael Conforta, who honestly like is, is like one of the biggest leaders of this team, and is going to be one of the catalysts. He is a veteran at this point. Uh, I still remember when he took the world, he took the stage and, and was phenomenal in his rookie year, helping the Mets get to the World Series, and he's always been a very very good player. This guy could be an All Star. Um, you know, he's somebody that I'm sure the Mets are going to try to lock up long-term. And so we'll see. And then you have the likes, Jacob DeGrom, a guy that in all honesty, probably should have won a third Cy Young award in a row. He probably should have, but they just didn't want to give it to him because they just didn't want to seem biased. But there's nothing telling me that he won't go out and probably give himself an opportunity to win his third in four years going into this year. And the Mets know that he's their man. Like Like he's their ace, plain and simple.
0: And, and, and apparently, he's improved his velocity. I think he hit, like, what, 99 from what I've heard last time? I mean, the, he might the be. The biggest thing look, for DeGrom. He's only he's only in his early 30s, so he's not going away anytime soon.
1: The biggest thing for DeGrom this year is about his location. I think that's right. the thing you have to look out for is that. I, I'm not concerned about him. Can he throw 95 to 100? Like, that? you know, to me, that's overrated because hitters now can hit 100 miles per hour. And right. that's why a guy like Aroldis Chapman is becoming less and less of a um, – of, of, yeah. of a special player and more of just a regular run-of-the-mill type of pitcher. But yeah. with Jacob DeGrom, if he can continue to improve his location and his accuracy, he be, he will still be a problem. I mean, he's still going to be a very good pitcher. He's just a very, 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 very talented pitcher that the Mets have. And then you have other guys. You you know, you know kept Marcus Stroman for another year, which is great. And we'll see if they're able to lock him down long-term. Then you brought in Carlos Carrasco in the trade with Francisco Lindor. Carrasco is coming off of dealing with cancer and, you know, he wasn't great obviously because he had to build himself back up throughout last season, but right. this will be that year where it's the first time in a while he's fully healthy and he's ready to go. And cookie is still a very, very good pitcher. He still is very, very solid. And then you have Noah Syndergaard who look Thor's not even going to be back until midseason. Right. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but obviously this is that year to prove to the Mets and maybe even to prove to the rest of baseball that he is still a very, very good pitcher. Not the same pitcher that he was four or five years ago, but still a very, very reliable pitcher. And then it's about figuring out what are you going to do in the back end of your rotation? They improved the bullpen. I like it. I think it's better. They need the bullpen to be a big component here because they don't. the Mets don't have the greatest starting rotation, but they do have a rotation that could go five, six innings, seven oh, innings. Yeah. But after you get past six innings and you got to switch it up, who you're gonna be? Who are gonna be your arms? And exactly. you know, it's guys like Seth Lugo that are gonna have to really, really, you know, take that take that big step to try to get this get this team where it needs to be. And so Edwin,
0: Edwin Diaz has something to prove too because he's been terrible.
1: Edwin Diaz this. has a lot to prove. Oh, Edwin yeah. Diaz has a lot to prove because he's still very he's still pretty young, right. and he has a lot. Of, I mean, look, the Mets gave up a lot for him, so they have, you know they're hoping that it can it can start to cash in because it's it's difficult. And then lastly. You have, this, you have Francisco Lindor, and that was the big thing this year. The big thing was getting a superstar player, and you did. Now, the Mets are going to try to get him to sign long-term prior to opening day. That's what Lindor said. Lindor gave them a deadline, said, we're going to be talking to, uh, we're going to be a talking AD and extension until opening day. Once right. opening day comes, I don't want to talk about it anymore. So the Mets would like to try to get an extension by that point. We'll see if they do. If not, you know, it might be, might be difficult, but I think that Lindor is probably going to end up signing an extension. I think he likes the fact that he plays in New York and he's playing with the Mets. And I think because the Mets are an up-and-coming team, I think you have that. Um, Then you had the situation, obviously you couldn't get Trevor Bauer. He kind of kind of screwed you over to go to the Dodgers, whatever. (laughs) You tried to get George Springer didn't work out, even though you gave him more money and more term to me. The reason why those things happen is because of what these players know about the Mets. You know, oh, it's the Mets. Uh, You know, all these crazy things happen. You know, they they lead to regrets, as my book entails. I mean, that's just, this is the Mets. And until you have people that can come in and turn that around and say, we are no longer going to be the same old Mets that everybody knows, it's going to be difficult to convince big time players to come. Right. With Lindor, I mean, they traded for him. They didn't convince him to be here. They just traded for him. And we'll, we'll yep. see how Lindor, you know, reacts as the as the entire spring training goes. And we'll see what the Mets do. And then the last thing is simply that they still have to figure out what they're going to do with third base. I mean, J.D. Davis is probably their immediate um, situation. But, I mean, you had a chance to maybe go out and get Nolan Arenado, but maybe the asking price was too was was too much. I mean, honestly, the, what the Rockies got for air for Arenado was not a lot anyway. So maybe the Mets could have done it. Um, you know, there's some other guys out there, maybe like a guy like Chapman. I know the Mets were trying to get Chris Bryant from Chicago right. and maybe they'll revisit that at the deadline. Who knows? Um, but they certainly have to figure out what the long-term solution is at third base. Cause I think that's the only thing that they still have a question mark, but bottom line, basically with the Mets is simply this. I think the Mets are on paper. I'm going to say this on paper. On paper, they are the best team in the nas- in the National League East. Agree,
0: 100. Um, they might
1: be only. I mean, I could even drop them down to second behind Atlanta because Atlanta still has a lot, a lot of talent. Um, pitching right. wise is a little bit concerning to me.
0: The only question but, with Atlanta is can they get over the playoff hump? That's the thing. Well,
1: no, the que- the question to me is that can their pitching staff can it all, can it all, be consistent? Also
0: that, also that. Can yeah. it
1: be there? Can it be consistent? I I don't know. Right. We'll see, but. I think the Mets, they're a type of team that if they could get into the playoffs and they get things rolling, they're gonna they're gonna go to the World Series, in my opinion. I know I said that last year, obviously, but you know, I think that on paper the Mets are better than they were last year. But like you said, Jimmy, can they stay healthy? The Mets have had issues with that for years, with main guys getting hurt within within the first you know month and a half of the season. Um, and because of the fact, again, we're still dealing with COVID. Even though it'll be, I think it'll be 162 games. I think it's, I think we're pretty much doing a normal season. I think that's what
0: they they were saying. Um, Yeah.
1: So, and I know the fans will be allowed to be in the, be in the stadium. So that will be good for, that'll be good for fans and good for business, obviously. But yeah, I think the Mets are, the Mets are certainly a better team. um, And we'll see how they perform. Uh, It's going to be, we'll probably have a good answer as to what, what the Mets are by probably late June, I would say. By that time, I think we'll know where this team is going to go.
0: Oh, yeah. No, 100%. But, yeah, this is a team I can definitely see winning uh, 90-plus games and possibly winning the division. I think think they're going to be that good because, like I said, they they have guys that can actually hit and guys that can pitch. The question is, like you said, Neil, can they stay healthy? That's going to be the key for the Mets if they want to have a chance to actually try and compete for a World Series. But – That remains to be seen. We'll see what happens in June. But that's the Mets. Now let's go to the team that Neil and I are fans of, and that would happen to be the New York Yankees. Look, where do I even begin with this team? First of all, highly disappointing year last year, without question. The one guy that stood out to me in the postseason last year was Giancarlo Stanton, because at least he was actually trying to go out there and prove something. Nobody else was doing their damn job outside of him and Maybe Garrett Cole. But other than that, nobody, nobody was doing their damn job. But this year, whew, I mean, on, on paper, on paper, this team should go to the World Series. I mean, look, they got DJ LeMahieu back, which is what they needed to do. Six years, $90 million. You had to get your best hitter back. So they got LeMahieu back. They, they got Corey Kluber in the offseason, which is a very interesting sign. I still think he can be uh, not great. Not great, but serviceable pitcher, in my opinion. But we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. You also got Jameson Tallion from the Pirates. I think Tying. the Yankees, I, I think the Yankees like making deals with sorry if I'm saying that incorrectly by the way. It's Jameson Tyron. Time, thank you. Tyron. I just think the Yankees like making deals with the Pirates, bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> I, everybody I, I, don't, I don't know deal. what it is. Okay, first but, of all,
1: everybody likes making deals deals with the pirates because they give everybody they give everybody away that's worth the damn for pennies on the dollar. They traded mm. away. Josh Bell, their all-star first baseman, for literally nothing to the where, Nationals. Where, where is Josh Bell again? He's in the Nationals.
0: Oh, he's on the Nationals.
1: Okay. Literally nothing. They got a pretty, <laughs> they got a pretty decent haul from the Yankees because the Yankees usually have a pretty good haul. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you know the, the the Pirates are just shedding salary like, like they do every year.
0: Right. No, absolutely. But you got him. They signed Brett Gardner back to a one-year deal. Or was it a two-year deal? I, I was I, a one-year deal. But a one-year deal with a player. It's a stupid sorry. waste of money. Look, very stupid waste of money. Look, you may say that. Look, I know Aaron Boone said that Clint Frazier is the starting left fielder, which I wholeheartedly agree with. He absolutely that's bullshit. deserves he, he To me, that's bullshit.
1: I'm sorry, that is. What? was bullshit. It's that bullshit. Clint Frazier is the starting left no, fielder? It's bullshit. Oh, come on, man. No, let me explain. I will tell you this right now, and I'm really tired of people trying to defend this, and they don't understand it, okay? Last year, for so many different opportunities, every single time that Clint Frazier got a chance, he proved that he was by far way better than Brett Gardner. But Aaron Boone continued to play Brett Gardner over Clint Frazier. And this is not completely oh, wait, I, on Boone. I, I, I thought Hold you on. was – This you... isn't completely on Boone. This is on management. I know this. This isn't. This isn't new. This right, is clearly right. a Brian Cashman slash House Steinbrenner crappy move where they just want to try to re- relive the good old days with Brett Gardner. Gardner is still the fastest player on this team. There is no right. question. Right. I don't mind him being here if he is staying on the bench if he is used as a pinch runner or pinch hitter. I do not. And I repeat, I do not want to see Clint Frazier have one bad game and then he sits out the next three games. And if that happens just once, if I'm Clint Frazier, I'm done. I want out because this is a joke. Cause they've been screwing with Clint Frazier for three years now for three years. That, that last year, with last year, the Yankees told Clint Frazier, it's your job. Gardner once again decides, Oh, I want to come back. What happens then? Gardner's the starting left fielder, and Clint Frazier is sitting his ass on the bench. Mm-hmm. You don't think that for a few minutes that the Yankees aren't thinking about it again? I'm telling you right now.
0: I'm pretty sure be they surprised.
1: are. I'm telling you. Let's see how spring training goes. Let's just see. Let's just see. I'm just saying. I think it was a BS move to bring back Gardner. They could have used that money to do something
0: else. Okay, I, I wasn't That's sure me. where I wasn't. I wasn't sure where you were going with that, but you do. You do make a legitimate argument. I'm not going to argue any points. Gardner
1: is I, old man. Like how? Like yes. how can you rely on somebody that bats only like two twenty nowadays?
0: Well, at least at least he can hit, unlike Tyler Wade. But I'm not going to get into him. And I'm not going. Tyler, I'm, I'm Tyler Wade, Wade is a poor man's
1: terrible. Brett Gardner. I mean, honestly. Wait, wait, what'd you say? Tyler Wade is a poor man's Brett Gardner. I mean, it's like, it, exactly. what does he do? He bets exactly. below 200.
0: Exactly. And this is coming from a guy, me, who used to defend him, but now I can no longer defend him. It's really now sad I know that you tried He has been absolutely Tyler horrendous. Wade. He has been terrible. I don't know, I don't know why he's still
1: on the team. The fact that people try to still defend Tyler Wade is a joke. It really well, is. Well, look. It hey, really well, is.
0: wait, you called me out on it. I've seen it. He's terrible. I don't know why he's still on this team. I'll never know, but I digress. Maybe he'll do something. I have no idea. I don't think he'll do a damn thing, but that's just me. But anyway, back to the matter at hand here. Look, you still have Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, we know what he can do. No question about it. Garrett Cole is their number one starter. Here are a couple of guys who I am looking out for this season. I have three in particular. Well, actually four. Luis Severino, what's he going to be like when he comes back actually healthy? We don't know what he's going to be. So Luis Two. Severino, I'll keep my eyes on. Aaron Judge, look, obviously, he's, he's, he hasn't been hitting as much. And I'm keeping an eye on that oblique because that oblique has been giving him fits. So can Aaron Judge stay healthy? It can actually go out there and hit for average instead of relying on the home run too much. i am keeping my eye on that. I'm also keeping my eye out on Giancarlo Stanton because, like I said, Last year in the postseason, he was outstanding. Outstanding in the postseason. Can he keep up that pace in the regular season and actually go out there and be a serviceable player for the Yankees? I do not know. But if he can do that, then we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm keeping my eye on Carlos Stanton. And this, this player is probably the most important I'm keeping my eyes on. And we brought him up earlier. And yes, Neil, I know you're not going to be happy. that I'm, look, I'm calling him out. Don't get me wrong. I'm calling him out. But I'm keeping my eye out on i I'm, keep, I'm keeping my eye out on Gary Sanchez, and here's why. Look, if you know me well enough from the past few episodes that we talked about the Yankees, you know, and Neil certainly knows this well enough, that I have defended Gary Sanchez from the time he got to the Yankees. I understand, look, he hits for power. I get that. But he, he's, he's, he's got to cool it with the pass balls, man. The, the, the pass balls are getting way, way too tiresome to watch. I'm sorry. Look, I get it. He's got a strong arm. There is absolutely no question about that. He's, look, he's probably got one of the best arms when it's used right. When he can use it right, he's got one of the best arms in baseball. He can get people out stealing base in an eye blink. What, what do you mean by using it right? When, he, when he's actually accurate with throwing is what I mean. But anyway. But anyway. Trying to understand. Look, the reason why I'm keeping my eye out on Gary Sanchez is because look, obviously last year he was abysmal, abysmal. A 147 batting average as a power hitting catcher. There is absolutely no excuse for that whatsoever. (laughs) I know he was I know he's doing everything he can to try and go out there and prove the haters wrong. And I applaud him for that. I do. But if he does not do something this season, he's gone. I'm sorry. I am not giving him another chance if he does not go out there and actually prove that he can actually be a serviceable catcher for the Yankees. I would have liked it if, look, I know there was no shot at this either, but if the Yankees had a chance to get JT Rilmuto, I would have liked that a lot better. I know there was no chance, but even still, it would have been a lot better than Gary Sanchez in my opinion. But bottom line, Gary Sanchez, I'm calling you out this year if you do not get your head out of your ass, you're gone. I'm sorry, you ain't getting a free pass from me this time. You gotta go out there and prove to me that you can still do something. I'm sorry, I'm calling it how I see it. But look, bottom line for me, the New York Yankees on paper, this team should, should win the World Series. But if they don't at least make the World Series this year, there's gonna be a lot of question marks, I'm sorry. With a team like this, a stacked team with stacked pitching, and guys, look, they got to go out and hit for average also. That's the other thing. Stop relying on the power. The home run is nice, but hitting for average is more important. Ask DJ LeMahieu. But look, bottom line, look, I'm I'm not getting my expectations that high for the Yankees this season. I'm being as realistic as I can see it. On paper, they should at least go to the World Series. But if they don't, I'm gonna have a lot of questions about this team. I'm sorry. I'm just calling how I see it with these guys.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't really want to do this because I am, I'm probably the most negative Yankee fan that I know at the moment because I don't think this team is good enough to win the World Series. I don't. Mm. I don't think uh, that, that, that they. Uh,
0: that that doesn't. I think that me. they
1: barely improved. The, you're talking about the team that for many years has the highest payroll in baseball. Right. And they start cutting payroll. Mm. This is a team trying to win a World Series and you're cutting payroll. Now, when the Yankees come out and they talk about, oh, we lost millions of dollars. Nobody gives a crap at all. Because guess what? You're the Yankees. The Nobody, you're not going to go broke. Not like... You still have money to go out.
0: Yeah, like, how, how, I think they're one of the most, look, they're one of the most valuable franchises in, in sports. You really, you're, you're really going to complain about, look, I get it. But you have billions of dollars.
1: Question. Come on. Let's, let's really? answer this question. Let, really? Let's start with that. Okay. okay. Let, let's start from the top and work our way down. Start at point one. The reason the Yankees have been this way for a very long, for a long, for not a long time, but for a while, is because of who owns the damn team. And that is Hal Steinbrenner. Hal Steinbrenner is not his father. Hal Steinbrenner is a business person. He cares about the bottom line. He is not interested that much in winning a championship. Now, you can look at it and say, well, Neil, that's not entirely true because they did win it in 2009. Okay, I agree. He went out and he got Mark Teixeira, CC Sabathia, and A.J. Burnett. He got a lot of really good players, and they won a championship. They haven't won jack Diddley squats since then. Right. And every year, they cut more and more payroll. And you go back to 2016 when the Yankees basically had all these older players, guys, you know, Jeter had left. A-Rod was out the door. Cece was still here. DeSera was in his last season. They forced DeShara to get the hell out because he was such a liability. They moved, like, they got rid of all these old guys. And what did they do? They did something that the Yankees have not done since the late early 90s. They built their team through the farm system. And they right. had an incredibly light, like, likable team in 2017 with a young Aaron Judge, with a young Severino, with a young Sanchez. And this team with literally no expectations went all the way to game seven of the American League Championship Series. Yep. Game seven. They nearly went and probably would have won the World Series had they gotten past Houston.
0: Obvious, that, obvious, to me obviously, not notwithstanding, but I get your point.
1: That to me was incredible. They go into 2018, and what do they decide to do? we're going to get the glittering prize that is Giancarlo Stanton. And at first I was pumped about it because to me, it felt like, okay, we have a dominant number four hitter. And if we decide to think with our head and not our ass, we can move freaking, you know, Aaron judge from batting second to batting third. And then you have a tremendous tandem of Stanton and judge at three and four. And you could still bet Judge in the first inning. But guess what? If he hits a home run with two men on as opposed to one, it's obviously bad. But the Yankees did not. The Yankees lost in the ALDS that year to the eventual World Series champion, Boston Red Sox. Oh, that's two years in a row you lost to the eventual World Series champion. Okay. 2019 comes along, right? 2019 comes along. The Yankees once again are a very very good team they get to the postseason and a lot of their big hitters fall to you know what they're just they crap the bed as mm-hmm. we all know oh, yeah. they lose in the alcs again to it's Houston. six games now yeah they cheated we all know this but you know whatever who cares at this point who gives a crap doesn't matter anyway right. then you go into last year Last year, it's a pandemic-shortened season, and the Yankees, excuse my language, dicked around the entire the entire season. And what I mean by that is that they basically didn't really try to go out and win a World Series. They basically just were like, well, let's just get through the season and see what happens. They got to the playoffs and lost to a Tampa Bay Rays team uh. that in a normal season would have not even gotten close nope. to postseason play. Not even close, they probably oh, wouldn't the have made same, the world
0: series last year. The
1: same race team that just gutted their entire team during the offseason. I mean, that you know, like, let's think about it. And finally, the Dodgers won a world series, so right. they are no longer in that situation of, oh, they haven't won anything recently. Well, they finally did it. It took a pandemic, but it got it done. Right now, the Yankees are the most desperate team when it comes to winning a World Series championship. You would think that the Yankees, despite the pandemic, would still try to go out and get another big name player or a couple of really good players that could put them in a position where they are where they are stacked all around the board. And they didn't. They went out and they signed Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber is way, way, way past his prime. He pitched one inning in 2020 and then was lost for the season due to injury. That, to me, is a problem. Mm. That doesn't give me a whole lot of hope. They go and acquire Jameson Tyon. Tyon, unfortunately, even though he's still very young and he still has a lot of potential, he has had not one, but two. Tommy John surgeries, and he had testicular cancer. Yeah. This dude's body has taken a beating, and he's not even 30 yet. Yep. But I still have optimism with him. He's still very good. There you go. Right. You have Severino back. How is he going to be coming off of Tommy John?
0: Exactly. Not
1: every pitcher comes back and is is the same self. Just saying. Exactly. Then you have guys like. I don't know. Let's let's throw out a name. Let's throw out a name here. Give me give me a name. Give me a name. Give me a name. Um. Give me, me somebody. S- me oh, here we go. Domingo Herman, oh, He decided yeah, to be yeah, an stupid, asshole yeah. and decided to beat the crap out of his girlfriend in public,
0: and didn't even publicly apologize to her during his press conference.
1: Publicly apologized for it to his girlfriend while speaking to the team and also the media. Right. And I'm with Zach Britton. You can't pick your teammates. And I'm telling you this right now. Herman. if he is not very good when this season gets going, I want him gone.
0: Me too. I want him gone. I want him
1: removed from this team. I want him gone. And then the Yankees make the classic Yankee move and sign old-ass Jay Bruce
0: to a minor
1: league deal. Why? Why do you think that Jay Bruce is a good addition to this team? And here's the reason. Because of the theory that the Yankees have a short porch, which I have proven before is not true. You want to talk about a short porch? Go to Fenway. That is the definition of a short porch. There is no such thing as a short porch in Yankee Stadium. Look at the background that Jimmy has right now, and look down the right field line. You tell me that's a short porch. You are smoking. No way.
0: No, no you way. Are no way. the good stuff. Way. By the way, by the way, if you're if you're not watching on YouTube, by the way, you can't see my background. It, but go, just go look up a picture of Yankee Stadium and tell us. It, about it,
1: it. Not, so get that out of your system, and then they bring in Brett Gardner. I will say this, and I will be as clear as I can. If Brett Gardner is the backup hell even the fourth string outfielder for this team I have no problem with him being here okay. but if I start seeing the bull crap of him playing over some young players or better players then I clearly know what's going on that this that you have, that Brett Gardner has so much clout that he can't be touched you acquired Clint Frazier for Andrew Miller Three and a half years ago. Yep. He had the makings to be an all around star. And you, as an organization, have dicked around him for three years. And here's another guy you've dicked around with. Miguel freaking on oh, oh, and Duhar. Now, Here we go, Yankee fans. All y'all want to say on sucks. The you know, he, he's become such a terrible player. What happened to him? I will tell you exactly That's so not fair. Come I will tell ta- I will tell you exactly what the hell happened. The Yankees dicked around with him. They've they done did. this before, and they did it this time. Andujar had the chance to become. The everyday third baseman. And unfortunately, two years ago, he got hurt and was yep. out for the rest of the year. Yep. I get that. Then you have Gio Urshela, who came out of absolutely nowhere yep. to become very, very good. Yep. And unfortunately for on there isn't, quote unquote, a place for him on this team. So then here's the question. Why? the hell do you still have him then if you don't have a spot for the guy get rid of why him. do you have him this is logical here ladies and gentlemen if you traded him two years ago you would have gotten a good haul now because you dicked with him and you've given him no confidence whatsoever you are putting he he has very little to no value and you're wasting his time you're wasting his time You're wasting his agent's time. You're wasting your own time. So you have a choice here, ladies and gentlemen. You do one of two things. You move on from Gio Urshela and you get a good haul for him and you make Unduhar your starting third baseman, or you get rid of Unduhar and you deal with Gio Urshela. But I'm telling you this right now. The two biggest players who have the makings to be tremendous in this game are Miguel Unduhar and Clint Frazier, who the Yankees have consistently dicked around with for the last three, four years, and it has to stop. I agree. So leave Clint Frazier alone. If he has a bad game and he strikes out four times, I don't really care. Keep him in the game because if if the minute that he makes a mistake, you take him out, you are wasting his time and your time because clearly there's no patience here. Because he's still a young player, and he's still very good. He's still very good. And you got him at the deadline for Andrew Miller. And with Unduhar, you drafted and developed Unduhar. You didn't trade for him. You developed him. But I have a theory that, um, that Brian Cashman has something against Latino players. I don't know what exactly it is. But I think there's an issue there. And that's why Unduhart got screwed. But that's me. Here's the position. Let, let's go through pitching staff, C. Plus. But I'm just going to C. Plus. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Catching, D minus. am going to be honest. First base with Luke Voigt and Mike Ford. And maybe Jay Bruce, if you want to eh. be stupid, eh. uh, B. Yeah. You yeah. have second base, which is going to be DJ LeMahieu, and probably, yes. I swear to God, Tyler Wade as his Wait. backup. <laughs> a minus. But okay. 99% of it is, is DJ LeMahieu. Shortstop, right. yeah. you have Glaber. Uh, I mean, C. I still wish that they could move him to second, but it is what it is. Third base, he, he, you have. He'd be a better have,
0: backup than Tyler Wade. <laughs>
1: Yeah, anybody on this team is a better backup than Tyler Wade. Facts. Third base, you still have Gio, and you have Miguel and Duhar. To me, that's B+. plus. Right. Left field, you have Clint Frazier and where else? Center field, oh, my God, they have to play Aaron Hicks. Guy gave him mm. seven years, 70 million, and he is so below yeah, average. He, he, it's he, a he, joke. Al-
0: he also has a lot to prove this year. He
1: He's already proven he's not it. Anyway, and then you have the man himself. Aaron Judge and Wright right this is my thing with Aaron Judge I could give a rat's ass what he does in the regular season I care about two things with Judge stop batting him second which the Yankees won't do because that's like apparently taboo now
0: yeah not gonna
1: do that and he has to come through in the playoffs agreed where the hell was he in the playoffs oh he still swings at the off-speed pitch low and outside He's still doing it three years later. Nobody is trying to fix that. I want somebody, Marcus Timms, I'm looking at you. Yep. Fix that. Fix that. Because if you don't, then Judge is going to continue to be a liability in the postseason. And I would rather see him get shipped away to somewhere else and have guys on his team that can come through in the postseason than a superstar who bats 201 in the postseason. Now, let's get to the other two big liabilities of this team. Let's start with Stanton. If Stanton can improve off of how he played to some degree in the regular season and then certainly in the postseason, if he is on his game, in the postseason, the Yankees are winning the World Series. Oh, yeah. This is just like A-Rod in 2009.
0: No question. If he's
1: on point, n- they're not. nobody's touching them. Nobody right. is touching them at all. Right. So let's see what happens with Sting. He's still a liability with the bat, and he is so injury-prone now that they can't even trust oh, yeah. him to play in the outfield. So he's the DH. We already know that. He should be batting like sixth or seventh in the lineup. Be until he proves otherwise, but that's me. Now, let's go to L Kraken, or as everyone calls him, Gary Sanchez. Hmm. Oh, boy. The fact that he's still on this team is a shame. Oh, yeah. Because for 18, actually 17, 18, 19, and 20, yeah. Gary Sanchez has proven time and time again that he can hit as many home runs as as he likes in the regular season, he is without a doubt the worst catcher I have ever seen in the postseason. There is nobody worse than him. He is a massive liability with the bat, with the glove, and that's pretty much it. His arm is still solid. But he sucks at fielding. He sucks at hitting. He's not good at all. And he has refused To change, I don't want to hear that the Yankees have tried stuff and they're not doing a good job and it's the Yankees' fault. No, 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 no. Once you get past three years, it's clearly not the team's fault anymore. It's clearly the decisions by Gary Sanchez that he does not give a flying you know what about trying to get better. If he did, he would have improved by now. It's been four years. And that, to me, is what's disgusting about Gary Sanchez. I would rather the Yankees have Higashioka and Austin Romine, if they kept him, Mm. as the catchers, than have a Gary Sanchez who will hit 211 in the regular season with 35 home runs and 130 RBIs. And then totally, totally crap the bed in the postseason. So, Jimmy... You're on your last line with him. Yes. I've been, I've already been off that for the last two years. So for me, I don't give a crap because if he just sucks again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to come on here again and say he has to go or anything. All All I'll say is just, told you, I told you, I said it for several years and everybody thought I was smoking the good stuff. Like, oh, what are you talking about? Sanchez is Sanchez is the best catcher in baseball. To who? He's lucky if he's in the top 15. The, the Mets have a better catcher overall than, Gary, than the Yankees do. That
0: I, that I agree with
1: 100%. If I were the Yankees, I would have traded Sanchez two years ago. You would have gotten a lot of things for him. And you don't have to deal with it. You should be looking to try to find a new catcher. I'd rather take old, deteriorating, buster Posey over Gary Mm. Sanchez every day and three times on Sunday. And I don't really care that I'm being harsh on Gary Sanchez. I'm talking about it from a baseball standpoint. Whatever he's dealing with off the field is his business, and I respect that. And these guys are human beings, and I'm very, 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 very sensitive about this. But I'm calling them out because for you to get, for you to be like this for this many years clearly shows that you don't have the desire and the determination to get better. You just want to try to get better in the hopes that it'll work out for you, but you're not putting in the effort. And you know what? I think judge is in that same category to an extent. Because why is he still striking out on the same goddamn pitch all the time? Why is that? Is it the coaching staff? Or is it maybe because the hitter just chooses to not try to fix that problem? Same thing with Stanton. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that just a little interesting that these guys have been doing the same crap for three years, four years, five years now? That's the definition of insanity.
0: You make Doing a fair the point, same
1: yeah. thing over and over again, knowing the result. So for me, this is what I'm going to say. If the Yankees do not even sniff the World Series, like if they lose in the divisional round to the Oakland A's, for an example, the the young you know, up-and-coming players that we had in 2017, the feel-good story, get rid of them. Mm. Get them all out of here. Because this era has given us, as fans, nothing. This is the New York Yankees, 27-time World Series champions, have been in the World Series for almost half of its existence. Yep. The Yankees haven't won a World Series.
0: Since 2009.
1: In over a decade. Right. When was the last time? Not only did they not win a World Series, but they weren't even in a World Series for an entire decade. Mm. When was the last time? Exactly. The 50s, the 60s? Yep. I mean, mean, really, when was the last time? So for me, it's just about run it back. Just play better. You chose not to improve this team. You You are choosing to allow certain players to remain who they are knowing that it hasn't worked and you're still trying to beat your chest like oh we're just the yankees we're gonna go out and outmash everybody
0: no no. chicks don't dig the
1: long ball in october ladies and gentlemen
0: not not you know what wins
1: you you know what wins you world series in october timely hitting and solid pitching
0: and good and the yankees
1: they may not have the ingredients to do that especially Mm. but I could be wrong and I will come on here and say that I was wrong if they do that, but we'll see. But also on a more serious note, well not on a more somber note, I do want to send my condolences to Aaron Boone. Yes, Um, He is taking an immediate leave of absence due to health reasons. He has to get a pacemaker. Um, He had surgery today and it all went, it all went well. Yes. Yes, Um, So I'm glad about that. I hope that he can make, A full recovery, it concerns me because is it from stress from being the manager of the New York Yankees? Well, apparently,
0: apparently back in two thousand nine, he had to have open heart surgery, which which is scary if you really think about it. If you're that young in two thousand nine, having to have open heart surgery, and now you have this to deal with, I mean, it's it's a scary thought. But and he has
1: and he has a lot of stress
0: going into the season.
1: So I hope that he can be okay but oh
0: yeah let's just I'm
1: just saying that at the end of the day the Yankees better put up or shut up or you got to gut this team just call it like it is
0: Mm, no you you make a ton of fair points and again all the best to all the best to Aaron Boone I, I am hearing that he is going to be okay and that he should be back to work within about a week or so so that's that's great news so again best to you Aaron Boone we hope you're hanging in there but no yeah neil and i are uh neil and i are basically simpatico here on the new york yankees like if they don't do something this year or at least make the world series i'm not saying it, but if you don't at least make the world series then like we said we're gonna have a lot of questions about how, what this team really is are they really the big bad yankees anymore not from what we're seeing not from what we're seeing not right now. They got to go out there and prove it. And this year, there are no exceptions. You either go out there. Look, we know that they're ninety-five percent chance going to win the division. We already know that. But they play the weakest division in
1: baseball. Exactly. You have you have Orioles. No, Red, Red Sox, are Sox terrible. No. Blue Jays maybe. Yeah, you know we'll see. And and the Rays just gutted their team, so if the Yankees don't win the division, oh, that's really bad. Oh yeah,
0: that's 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 going to be that's going to be a terrible look if they don't win that division. Terrible, terrible look. But listen, bottom line here is that look with the Mets, I expect them to win ninety plus wins and win the division. And Neil, I'm sure you expect them. You said on paper they should win. They should at least go to the World Series. But with the Yankees on paper, on, on, paper, on want, paper, I yes. want that to be clear on, on paper. On on paper, yes, on paper. We'll see yes. what happens on the field. But with the Yankees, you guys, you guys better prove something this year. World Series o- or bust. Otherwise, that's it. Otherwise, that's
1: it. World Series or bust. You oh, yeah. don't get. You don't win a World Series championship. This entire era that you produced has been an absolute waste of time.
0: Hundred percent, because you refuse to do the right thing several times. Hundred percent, hundred percent, without question. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's put up or shut up time, boys. What are you going to do about it? What you going to do? And like I said before, I know Neil, you're you've been on Gary Sanchez for a while, and you have you've had every right to be. I'm three not saying, years I'm, now. I, I am I'm not saying In three you're wrong. years, three years, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but for me personally. This is it. I'm on my last legs with him. If he doesn't do something this year, I want him out. I want him out. I'm calling him out. And I'm pretty sure he's not listening to this, but if somehow some way he is, I'm going to do something. Look, do I want him to succeed in baseball? Absolutely. I do. But with this team, with the, with what he's been doing. Oh boy. Yeah. He, he yep. You better go out and do something this year, Gary. Otherwise, yep. Your ass is gone. Sorry, I'm, I'm calling it how I see it. Anyway, on that note, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Bottom Line Podcast. If you have any thoughts on the Yankees and the Mets seasons upcoming so far, let us know on Twitter and Instagram at Bottom Line WMCX and on Twitter at The NVP Show and on Instagram at NVPQB11. Hashtag Bottom Line. Leave a voice message on the anchor app or Anchor. Dot FM. And if you like what you're seeing on YouTube, please leave a like and a comment down below. It helps out tremendously. And please make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you don't miss an episode. And please subscribe on all audio-sending platforms. Just include Jimmy when searching for this podcast. Neil, coming up on the next episode, I'm pretty excited because we uh, we met somebody at a uh, Jersey shore those game this past weekend. And it was a young kid by the name of Alex Castills. Sorry if I'm saying his last name incorrectly. And he is a... He wants to be a young and -and up-and-coming broadcaster. So we were talking to him, and we are uh, connected with him. We decided, you know what, why don't we have him on so we can talk about pretty much anything and everything sports, more specifically baseball and hockey, since those are his two strong suits. So we're going to have him on in the next episode. I'm really looking forward to talking to this kid because he seems like a really, really bright kid and knows his stuff.
1: Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. He seemed very enthusiastic when he spoke to us, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, to having him on and just chatting it up.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And w- once you listen to this kid, I guarantee you'll be saying the same thing. Whoa, this kid's good. He's got a bright future ahead of him. Neil and I think so. We- we're sure you'll think the same too, but that'll be in the next episode. But again, Yankees, you better do something this year. And the Mets, look. You better again, do something this year. I, it's expect, the same thing. I, I, I expect 90 plus wins and an NL division title for the Mets. Yankees, I expect at least a appearance in the World Series. I don't. I'm not saying win it, but I, an appearance. I expect the World Series at least. Okay. Okay. At least. All right. So Neil expects a World Series win. I'm expecting at least an appearance. If none of those things happen, oh boy. We're gonna have a bit. We're gonna have a lot more tirades about this team. <laughs> Guarantee that right now. Yep. But we'll worry about that when the time comes. Next episode's gonna be a lot of fun though. We're, to, we're, we're looking forward to talking to a young, bright kid who knows his stuff. For Newville Piano, I'm Jimmy Finizzi. This is the Bottom Line Podcast, and we will see you in the next episode. Peace out.